In this video, I'm going to reveal to you the worst niches and the worst strategies for growing your agency. I'm also going to reveal the best strategies and the best niches for growing your agency, and you will not be able to predict the answer. In typical Charlie Morgan fashion, I'm going to walk you through something that you've probably not heard before, a new strategy, a new way of thinking and strategizing for your company. This video is not intended to give you a piece of copy. It's not intended to give you a specific niche. It's intended to give you a tool for thought. It's not a shiny object. It's a way of thinking. And if you learn to think in this way and you can take your business and put it forward with this in mind, you will be way more successful. And then I'm also going to answer a lot of questions here like, why are you not able to get clients? Why do you get no responses to your emails? Why is it saturated? I'm going to walk you through a model and I'm going to help you. Now I've helped over five, well actually no at this point nearly 650, almost 700 agency owners build, grow and scale their own companies. We're very bloody good at it and in that process I've been able to observe a pattern of behavior that plagues pretty much every agency owner, you included, you will not be free of this. As of this video you will be and I'm really excited to share it with you. So my name's Charlie Morgan, I've built and scaled two companies, Northflow Consulting Agency, seven figures, 100k a month, Imperium Acquisition co Coaching Consulting Company, $500,000 a month, Without further ado, I'm going to walk you through how I see the world and how you can see it too. Let's get started. Children of the classroom, we're going to start this lesson with an image. Now, I made a video titled Why the Ecom Niche Sucks or something to that effect. And I explained about 18 months ago, nearly two years ago now, why the Ecom Niche sucked. And I predicted something. I predicted that over the course of the next one to two years, I predicted this a couple of years ago, that people would leave the e-com niche and move towards the lead gen niches, probably one or two specific niches, which has happened. And then there would be a mass migration back. If you remember that video, if you're an OG Charlie Morgan fan, I appreciate that. But in case you didn't watch that video, let me catch you up to speed with human nature. Humans follow. We are herd animals by nature. And this diagram here tells you everything you need to know about why you might be struggling to grow your agency. Here we have a herd leader, a leader of the pack, someone who sets a trend or sets a trajectory or direction, and then we have the people who follow. This person here, I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you a concrete, tangible example, and this will massively help you understand why people are unsuccessful. I'm gonna call this person Thomas, right? Thomas Gannett. Now I like Thomas. I've made video on him before saying how cool he is, so I'm not trying to slant him here. But Thomas Gannett is a herd leader. And an example of where Thomas took people was the med spa niche. Now here's the thing. The med spa niche is dead. People in the med spa niche are really struggling right now because there's nearly more agencies than med spas. The reason behind this is because Thomas made a video on his agency and said he was in the med spa niche. Thomas didn't advocate for the med spa niche. He didn't tell people, didn't tell people to get into the med spa niche. Thomas didn't realize it, but he created himself as a herd leader. And in doing so, the pack of subscribers and people who can't think for themselves thought, oh, if Thomas is doing it, then I shall. And this lack of critical thinking is one of the primary reasons as to why people are unsuccessful. This happens with lots of different things. So I'm going to, there's, there's three, two types of behavior. We've got M, N, M and M, S, M. And I'll leave you two examples from Thomas Gunnett. And I'm, I want to reiterate once again, Thomas hasn't done anything wrong. But Thomas has actually fallen prey to this. Another example is Thomas started a SaaS business recently, and now everyone seems to be starting SaaS businesses. Monkey see, monkey do. M&M, this stands for mass niche migration. MSM stands for mass stimuli migration. Where people can't think, they follow. And most people can't think. So what we need to understand is that as a market, as agency owners, we are like buffalo. And you can see this example in this diagram here. And I want you to imagine that buffalo migrate. That makes sense, right? You know how that works. So if you've got two sort of like, if there's a field here and another field here 
and then there's a river in between these two fields, right? If there's loads of buffalo on this field here, as soon as this grass runs out, the buffalo will cross the river and they will go to the next field. And then they will eat all this grass. And by the time they've eaten all this grass, they will cross the river again back to this grass, which has grown. And this will repeat itself over and over again for centuries until an asteroid strikes or until we hunt them all down. This is called mass. Um, well, it's just it's just migration. right? It's not called mass anything. But this is how people behave in this online space where we monkey see, monkey do things. Now, let me give you an example of why getting into the med spa niche was wrong. So Thomas blew up on YouTube, right? If you're familiar with Thomas Gannett, you probably are. He blew up on YouTube because he basically made some very, very clever videos on a certain type of person and a certain type of video at the beginning, right? Very good strategy, blah, blah, blah. Thomas had a reasonably successful agency. I believe at the time he had a couple of clients in the med spa niche. He didn't have a wildly successful agency. He wasn't making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or anything like that. But he made a video and explained like how his agency works and stuff like that. Human nature denotes that we want the easy route. We don't want to be put through pain. And also we feel like there's safety in making decisions that other people have already made for us if we perceive them to be further ahead than we are. And so what happened about six months ago when Thomas was on the rise is there was a mass migration of um, these bison or buffaloes, whatever you want to call them. Wherever you've got the med spa niche here, and we have the e-com niche here. I predicted this about two years ago. Hardly anyone goes into e-com anymore, and everyone seems to go into med spas. The other one that everyone seems to be going into is real estate or chiropractors. Chiropractors, why? Joel Kaplan. Dental is the same thing. The problem with SMMA influencers, and I include myself in this, is when we say we are in a certain niche, other people get into that niche. And so Thomas created a problem for himself where he started a SaaS business in the med spa niche. Hundreds of thousands of people saw his progress and idea there. And even if 1% of that group of people thought they'd do the same thing, the market becomes saturated and flooded. So I need you to look yourself in the mirror here and ask yourself, are you building your business or somebody else's? This is the big question that a lot of people need to ask themselves these days. And so this works with niches, right? Because what's happening now is we've got this med spa niche. And I predict and guarantee due to the nature of the, you know, the mass niche migration or whatever I've coined it here, I believe with the med spa niche, there will be a mass exodus out of this niche in the next six to 12 months. And it will become known that the med spa niche is dead. This happened in e-com about 12 months ago about a year after I made the video on it, where the conception of the SMMA space was led by Iman Gaji, by Kai Bax, by Jordan Platten, Harme Higuera, right? The four musketeers, so to speak. Now, I don't have opinions. I love Jordan because I'm good friends with Jordan. The other three guys I don't really know, so I don't really have too much of an opinion. But all of those guys had agencies in the e-com niche. Kai Bax, I think he did. I'm not sure. But they were running ads, telling people to start agencies, selling 997 courses, that's fine. They do that. What we found is a, a, a ridiculously stupid rise, an irrational rise in the number of people joining the SMMA space and getting into the e-commerce niche. What we then found about a year after that happened is nobody in the e-com niche could get clients except from those who were incredible at service delivery. The advantage in the e-com space only came as a result of people being able to deliver services properly. E-com is very difficult, which is why most people struggled. And so... Six months ago, there was a mass exodus out of e-com into med spa, also into real estate. I'm not sure why the real estate exodus, um, the, in, the, the introdus, whatever it's called, I'm not sure why real estate became really popular. But nowadays, I'm, I'm seeing three main niches that are going to experience the same problem. Where we've had mass niche migration 
irrationally so with with a big volume the market will not be able to support all. i think the real estate market will be fine because the real estate market is massive because there's millions and millions and millions of realtors so i have no concern for the real estate niche i think that will be fine the concern comes from the med spa niche the cairo niche the dental niche is having it quite bad as well at the moment also the home improvement niche so these um samuel darby for example thomas did thomas has done a lot of um collaborations with people who run home improvement agencies and as a result of that, lots of people have gone to the home improvement niche, but purely for no other reason than the fact that they've seen one person be relatively successful and provide one ad. And so when it comes to niche selection, the single best strategy that I have found is to look at this thing, right? So imagine, imagine here, we've got a river. Let's say we've got two rivers, two rivers, right? One field here, and we'll call this niche number one. One field here, we'll call this niche number two. One field here, We'll call this niche number three. Another field here. And we'll call this niche number four. Okay. What happens is everybody's in niche number one, right? Like e-com from, from a cup. For, I'll give you this example. Like it's plain as day. This is so obvious. Everyone was in e-com. And then what happened is Thomas Ganey came on the rise and everybody went from e-com into med spas, right? Or into like home improvement or into Kairos, right? pretty much everybody did that and then because what happened is in there was no there was no grass left to be eaten in number one it was too saturated so to speak and then what's going to happen so right now we're in this state and we are in the process now where we've, we've got half the grass that we had initially it's getting very difficult in, to work in these niches because there's just so many people in there okay and so what will happen is the grass will be consumed and then another shiny object will come on the rise over here and I can already tell you exactly what this is. This is SaaS. This is happening as we speak. Trending in the market. It's plain as day you can see it. Thomas starts a SaaS. Everyone else thinks, oh, SaaS. Cool, I'll start a SaaS. So it doesn't even have to be the niche. It can be the business model, right? Thomas could go and say, I'm done with SMMA and I'm going to start consulting. And thousands of people would, would go and follow it in his direction. And you know what? It's, it's interesting to watch this, but it's hard to predict where people are going to jump. But the single best strategy for niche selection is to... Find, to figure out where everyone's going next or figure out where everybody is at the moment and where the market's trending and go in the reverse opposite direction. Because what starts to happen when everybody leaves this niche over here is the grass will start to grow back. And if you can get in here and eat all the grass before anybody before this cycle repeats itself, then by the time people come back to look at the niche again and wonder, consider the mass exodus out of number four into number one again, you'll have eaten all the grass. Now, this is a mental model. I'm not suggesting you get back into e-com because people have left the e-com niche. In fact, I wouldn't touch the e-com niche with a barge pole. But the, the principle and the model stays the same. I will give you another example of the mass niche thing. So this is mass stimulus migration. Hi, this is a cold call. Would you like to hang up now or give me 30 seconds and then decide? Mass stimulus migration. Thomas made a video. Right, Thomas, I, I don't, I'm not throwing shade on you, mate, but this is the point where attention goes, migration flows. Hi, this is a cold call. Would you like to hang up now? I'll give me 30 seconds and then decide. That will only work for another six months, I expect. Depending on the niche, once again, depending on the market. But I do not see that working for any longer than six months. Same with, okay, so do you run Facebook ads or Google ads? Cold DM opener. Won't work anymore. Like these, you have to start looking at patterns. The closer that you are to the herd, the worse off. Because here's the thing, in nature, right, this is a viable strategy because there is safety in numbers. Because if a lion decides to attack this herd, 
the chances of it being of you being the one that gets attacked is very slim. But in business, we can't do the same thing because lions don't attack us, okay? Mass niche migration, mass stimulus migration. If you want to win and you want to make life as easy as possible for yourself, go in the opposite direction of the herd. Find your own patch of grass. And the great thing about it is it doesn't have to be a big patch because there's only you there. If everyone starts saying, hi, this is a cold call, would you like to hang up and give me 30 seconds and, and then decide, why don't you say, hi, this is 30 seconds, would you like to cold call? You know, you, I'm joking. Don't invert it like that. That sounds stupid. But you can come up with something different. You can say, look, Mr. Prospect, I'm supposed to tell you this is a cold call to try and get to see if I can get your permission to pitch. How about we skip that part and I just pitch you? The antithesis of this will be what works best because it always is. When everybody goes in one direction, I don't like the, the cliche because it makes me cringe, but when everybody zigs, you should zag or when everybody zags, you should zig or I don't really like that. It makes me cringe, but the principle applies. If you see all of your peers following a herd leader and there's a mass exodus of a specific niche or a specific stimulus into something else, be careful. Because this happened with Bitcoin. <laughs> this happened with Tesla. This happened with stocks. It happened with real estate in 2008. When everybody starts doing something, it will soon become the wrong thing to do. Especially if it's in isolated, tight markets like we are on the SMA space. Be careful of this. Beware of it. Now, if you find yourself in the med spa niche or the home improvement niche or the Cairo niche, by no means do you have to switch and, and panic. I just want you to be painfully aware of what's happened. Like, this is the thing about, about your business skills, right? When you make a decision in business, ask yourself, why am I making this decision? So look at, if you're in the med spa niche, ask yourself why you're in the med spa niche. Is it because you love the niche and you've got a passion and you truly believe you can help them? Or is it because you saw one person one time winning and you saw a group of other people going into it and getting good results? When you make a decision in business, you have to ask yourself why you're making the decision. And if the why isn't critical, if it's not logical, and rooted in a coherent, like coherent line of thought towards a goal, there's no point in doing it. Just because somebody else does it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. If Thomas Gennay jumped off a bridge, would you jump off with him? In fact, I'd, I'd hazard a guess to say, yeah, you probably fucking would. A lot of people would, probably not the bridge thing, but you get the point. And so I've been observing Thomas and it's an interesting problem that he's got now where he's trying to grow this SaaS business in the, in the mid Spanish, but he's created this, this problem for himself. And so, now, when you have such a massive audience, this, this is why, in case you've ever wondered, this is exactly why I don't give my strategies, right? This is why I never say, here's my best, here's the email copy I use, or here's the offer I use, or here's the cold calling script I use. Although I've made a few of those videos and they've done well, I could make, you know, 10 videos back to back, giving you my exact DM approach, giving you exact the exact cold calling approach I use. I could tell you exactly what subject lines I use in my email. I could tell you exactly which niches I know are best because I know which niches are best at the moment. I have a list of niches that I would start. But as soon as I make those videos, because I've got even the smallest level of influence, even if, even if that video gets a couple of 10,000 views, for example, it cycles and cycles out of control because people miss way authority. So I could tell, I could go, I could go to everyone now and say, hey, the best niche in the world is insert niche here. And then by tomorrow, 400 people would have started in that niche. And then 100 of them would have got results. And then 500 other people would see those 100 people get results. And then it snowballs and it snowballs and snowballs. And after six months, nobody can get results and they all leave. So as a YouTuber, I have this moral dilemma where I can make very shiny videos and give you copy and give you scripts and give you the exact guarantees to use. And we do that inside of EasyGrow. So in our paid program, and this is not a paywall sort of like buy my course thing, but I give people that in the program. And then because I hide it behind the paywall, the clients that pay for it and 
and get it, they do, they get good results because it's not accessible to everyone. And they keep the cars close to their chest because nobody wants to know what everybody's doing in the program because otherwise everyone, everyone's going to do it. But when you see videos like steal my ads, people make those videos and then they, they preface them and say, please don't copy this word for word. They full well know everyone's going to copy it because it's human nature. And even if you tell people not to do it, they still will because there's an incentive to do it. There's the incentive of reward, but also the incentive of pain of audience because then they don't have to do the work and they don't trust themselves to do the work. So they trust you instead. So they just steal it from you. I think the easiest way to start an SMA is to steal shit, but the hardest way to grow it is to steal shit. You can start and get your first few clients by scraping the barrel of strategies that people have already tried and proven. But if you want to grow it and you really want to accelerate it to hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, you can't just copy. You know, everyone backs up this statement for some reason, like good artists copy, great artists steal. But as soon as you ask them why, they can't answer it. They say, oh, you know, just some famous artist said it, so it must be true. Picasso is a fucking genius, but why do we take that quote at face value? As soon as you ask someone why, why did you get into the med, med spa niche? You know, the thing about the stimulus, it's like, okay, well, you're asking, this is the cold call script you use. Hi, my name's Charlie. Would you like to, um, this is a cold call. Do you want to hang up or give me 30 seconds and decide, right? Why are you using that? Oh, because I saw it on a YouTube video and it works right? But if you can't tell me why it works, then you can't recreate that stimulus with a different framework that nobody else is using. And so you're always going to be reliant and dependent upon the work of other people for you to become successful. And the reason you got into business was so that you could do your own work to become successful. Now, I'm not shitting on anyone that does this because I did it. You've done it. Everyone does it. It's the easiest way to get started. But it's, it's a reliable strategy to begin with. But if you want to build something of value, you need to create your own thing. I'm telling you, because I've done it. I'll give you an exa another example was um, I made a video on how to deliver a paid per appointment offer, right? And, and we, we have this golden follow-up process that we use that teaches people how to um, follow up on their leads. 20,000 views, probably got hundreds of people using it. As soon as everyone starts using it, it kind of stops working. It dilutes down to the consumer in specific niches and it stops working. So you have to be cautious. Find things that work by all means, copy them, but pull apart the frameworks and the principles that underpin them because that is where the value lies. Because then you can start to build a mental lattice work, as Charlie Munger calls it, a lattice work of principles and ideas that work. And then once you've got those, you can pin them all together in your own unique way and create stuff like I have. Like you can create a whole program and build a multi seven figure consulting company based on frameworks that you teach, like this one, for example. You need to learn how to think, not copy. You can't copy your way to financial freedom. You, you have to think and innovate your way there. And the only way you do that is by reasoning from principles. So I can tell you why does that cold call script work? Because it asks for people's permission. It disarms them. And brutal honesty is how you build trust. What do you need to sell someone? Trust. So, hi, this is a cold call. Would you like to hang up now? I'll give me 30 seconds. The reason it works is first of all, you build trust because it's brutally honest. Second of all, people are so used to being sold stuff by people with concealed intentions so they trust you even more. And the third thing is it gives a dynamic of power. This is a psychological principle. It, sh it shifts the dynamic of power. You still hold the power in the conversation, but if they, but they have permission, they have the power. They, can, they feel like they can direct the conversation. And he who feels like he's in control is more likely to let a circumstance roll out. So now you understand the principles that underpin that cold calling script. You can take those and you can build another one with different words, with a different set of stimuli that work in the same way, but don't seem like the same thing as everybody else. 
Because if a chiropractor has heard that cold call script five times, bought two agency services and been fucked over by them, they are now never, ever going to be receptive to those words again. But I'll tell you what they will be receptive to, the frameworks. Most agencies can't deliver results. And so when you use the same processes to get clients as most agencies, you immediately group yourself into the same bu- the same bucket of people who can't deliver results. Because if I if someone comes to you and uses a very specific piece of copy and a specific sales script to sell you something and then you don't deliver it, what happens when somebody else comes along with an identical process? You immediately assume they can't deliver, even if they are better than what better than the other person. You won't hear any of it because we learn. It's called classical conditioning. So that's how this works. It pains me to see people fall into this trap, and I hope it's not something that you're going to do. I teach stuff like this inside my paid program, Easy Grow, in way more detail, where we actually do provide strategies and stuff that I wouldn't release on YouTube out of respect for my clients. I hope you found it useful. If you did, you can subscribe. If you want to look at my product, you can click the first thing in the description. I don't care if you click the link or not. I just hope this video helps you. Subscribe and have a good day. Take care.